1: you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host.
2: Game day continues on. Welcome back. How are you? It's the Gregor show. Send by playalberta.ca. Of course, the order's on the road in Las Vegas as they look for their 17th consecutive victory. 17. How many, people, how many people have a favorite number, 17? Be curious. If you do, this might be your night. Maybe uh, put down a few shekels at playalberta.ca. We'll see. See what happens. We are live in the E-Well studio, E-W-E-L. Of course, you're a local electrical distributor. You need anything electrical? You go to E-Well. They can help you out. We'll get to the uh, lineup in a second uh, tonight. No real lineup changes for the orders, other than um, just uh, some line juggling a bit as uh, McDavid and Drysaddle not playing together. Uh, like they have for the majority of it. Uh, they did play two games before the All-Star break together, but uh, they'll be back centering their own lines. Drysaddle with Kane and Fogel, McDavid with Hyman and Nugent Hopkins. Uh, McLeod will be with Holloway and Perry. Ryan with Yanmark and Connor Brown. The D pairs have been the same pretty much uh, all season long. Kulak to RNA, Echo and Bouchard. Nurse and Ceci. Stuart Skinner looking for his 13th consecutive victory, which would move him into a tie uh, for a fifth all-time. But that sounds like he's far away, but he'd only be one away from the NHL record, which is 14 set by four different goaltenders. Most recently, Sergei Bobrovsky, when he won uh, 14 in a row during the Blue Jackets, 16-game winning streak back in 2017. Let's get to the uh, spec report now, brought to you by G. S construction and man, things are hopping right now at GS. Uh, they are hiring all sorts of uh jobs, top men, top women. You uh you want to be a, a pipe fitter, pipe fitter helper, you just want to learn? Guess what? Company that is coming up and celebrating 50 years in the industry. It's GS Construction. Go to indie.com you can apply there. As Mark Specter joins us from Vegas uh luckily didn't get in any trouble last night uh he is ready to roll as uh the orders are looking for their 17th consecutive win and uh spec you know the orders i know had an optional skate today but um you know yesterday the players you know leon dry said it was like yeah everybody knows what's going on we're excited about it uh zach hyman had said uh, you know had outlined to us how it's um you know what it's exciting as you get close to it Right, I saw your article about Alex Petrangelo saying, "Of course, we want to break it like this." I'm curious, despite the uh, the layoff, if we see any sort of roster, if we just see kind of like Brownie thinks it might be a little sloppy, which we might see some more goals from two teams that really haven't given up much.
3: But generally, that's what you get sloppiness in teams, right? Um, I think as we've got something we've got that's, something focusing, that's everybody, focusing everybody, thing. certainly on the Orange team. <laughs> Ooh, I'm getting a real echo. Yeah, we are.
2: We'll have to try to uh, figure that one out there. Is that better now? Try it again.
3: All right, let's try that again. Let's try that no,
2: us try re- Reverberations, one of your sound things on there, I would think. So we'll have to try to sort that out a little bit, mute something. Because, uh, yeah, you know, spec and stereo in theory could be good, but not uh, not like that. Not, uh, not great. It's uh, t- too much spec at one time, too much at all. So we'll see. The uh, Vegas lineup, uh, no Eichel, no Theodore, no William Carrier. Uh, Aiden Hill, though, is back in goal. Uh, he played two games before the the break and uh, stopped 76 of 80 shots uh, against the uh, Islanders and the Rangers. Meanwhile, they will have William Carlson back in the lineup. And uh, Dan Duva told us in the opening segment of the show, he thinks that line of Carlson is... Is, uh, is likely going to start to get the matchup. It's Carlson with rookie Jonas Ron, uh, Ronberg and uh, Michael Amadio. I'm a little surprised by that. Now, I know they like Carlson as a defensive player, and, uh, uh you know, Ronberg's only been on the ice for one goal again, so it was when he was on the penalty kill. But, uh, Nicholas Waugh has really stepped up and uh, played well between, uh, Barbashev and Marsha. And then you'll have uh, uh, Stevenson with uh, Stone and Cotter. And uh, Speck, it was interesting listening to Dan talk about, you know, the the William Carlson line. Like, I know William Carlson. They really respect him as a defensive center, you know, with uh, Amadio. And then uh, Jonas Ronberg, who has only played 14 games, uh, might be getting a little bit of the McDavid dose tonight. Uh, That was intriguing to me.
3: Well, that's not the – I mean, he's – I see him lined up on the fourth line with Howden and Kolasar, so I'm not sure where – your lines have that uh, particular player. I don't know the player. Yeah. He's obviously in because there's been some injuries here. He'd be in the spot the carrier usually plays in, right? Yeah. No. All they... I know. Is... Yeah, they had switched
2: it because Brendan Brisson's going to be on the fourth line with Howden and Kolasar, right? And Rongeberg's playing with Carlson and Amadio.
3: Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. In a normal setting, you're right. Carlson would see a bunch of McDavid because he's had some success, and he's a really good, you know, strong defensive center that knows what to do when he gets the puck. Uh, this is Carlson's first game back from from injuries. So, you know, Bruce Cassidy may spare him a steady dose of McDavid. You don't usually bring a guy back after an all-star break and injury and give him 20 minutes. He's the best player in the world. <laughs> but maybe that's what uh, Butch is planning tonight. I'm not sure. Yeah,
2: well, Well, you know what? Uh, It was funny because Knobloch said, hey, I actually don't mind starting on the road coming out of this. He goes, I just rotate my lines. I don't really have to worry as much about matchups uh, when you're on the road because you you end up chasing too much. So, um, you know, even Strutty said it, Brownie both said as players, sometimes it's a little bit easier on the road uh, when you come back because they're just trying to to get things, uh, you know, just fired up and away we go. So, you know, we'll kind of see how that rotation goes. I think we've seen how Knobloch likes to run his lines. Uh, We've noticed that here in the last... Three weeks or a month, if you if you pay close attention, he uh, he obviously has a McDavid line. And what I noticed though, the last ever since Corey Perry's been in, you know, it was Derek Ryan who would miss a few shifts sometimes five on five, and they would put McDavid in for an extra shift depending on on penalty kill or dry subtle or even Kane, and they would move those guys around. So that that's something to watch for because I still and when I saw that, it made it kind of piqued my interest back. I, I still think if there's an upgrade, I don't think they'd hesitate to to add a little bit more size and speed at their fourth line center spot.
3: No, I totally agree. To me, in the forward ranks, you got two spots that need attention here. Uh, it's the guy playing the right side for Dry Saddle. Uh, and it's, it's. and I hate to say this because I think Derek Ryan's turned into an important part of this team. But if I could find a guy who does most of what Ryan does and is a little faster and a whole lot bigger, uh, he'd, make, he'd make my team better for sure, Jay. I'd, I'd have to say that. Uh, and that's kind of a guy you could probably find from a, you know, that's one of those trades you make near the deadline mm-hmm. like when they got Bukestad. Bukestad cost them a little bit, for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. Right? Kesselring and a draft pick, as I recall. Yeah, uh, You'd probably want to, you know, that's a guy you should be able to find off a team that's out of contention, that fourth-line center. Pure rental, guy at the end of his contract. Uh, I'm sure that uh, there's a short list of those guys that um, Holland would have for sure heading into the deadline.
2: Mark Spector joins us. Spec, uh, you know, I've seen uh, we've had a lot of people texting the show that that have uh, you know been watching on on YouTube, saying, "Hey, we're in Vegas. We're all fired up for the game. There's tons of Oiler fans here." Like, you know, what I, I know that Vegas is a phenomenal place to watch a game. Like, it is loud all the time. Yep. But uh, you tr- you throw in this game tonight. Um, I know Connor McDavid didn't list Vegas as one of their top rivals uh, when he was asked at the All-Star game, but uh, something tells me that I think that rivalry is building and there will be some little added intensity tonight. Uh, like, I-, I still think at some point Edmonton's going to want to get some revenge for Petrangelo because I still don't think he's had to pay the price for that you know wicked slash on dry saddle. I don't know if it's coming tonight. I still think at some point it's coming.
3: Fair. I would say this to you. No one's forgotten about it. How about that? I don't think that in today's NHL we have, you know, it's not the vengeful, revengeful vengeful place it once was. Uh, and the thing with Petrangelo, you got to remember that every single game you play against the Vegas Golden Knights, what's your plan? Get of a puck in his and get some licks in our best defenseman. So I'm not sure the plan isn't to drill Petrangelo every single night. Maybe there's a little more of a plan (laughs) because of that. And that was a crappy slash. That was beyond the realm of competitive hockey. The Mm -hmm. slash he put on dry side. That wasn't right in any way. And frankly, I've watched Petrangelo play a lot of hockey. It was out of character for him. But, you know, I I guess what I'm saying is there's no one on this order. He's going to touch the brakes when they're going in the corner with Petrangelo, but maybe even more so after that play.
2: Yeah. Um, the orders, you know, the the records, one thing, spec, but uh, yeah, there is home ice advantage. Then, then you throw in the uh, the Stuart Skinner personal record for wins. Then you throw in the fifteen games with uh, two goals or, or fewer. Like, you know, what I have read people, oh, they're trying to make more of this, and I would disagree. I, like to me, this is a pretty big game. You have a chance to tie history here in the NHL. Right there, there's only one team out of sixteen hundred and ninety five teams, spec, all time. <laughs> who have ever won 17 consecutive games. Like, to me, it's a big deal. It has no connection to the playoffs. I don't connect it to the playoffs because it's irrelevant. It's not about the playoffs. It's about setting a record that only one team ever has done, and you join a pretty exclusive club. And if you win tonight, man, you set yourself up pretty good to break that record Friday in Anaheim.
3: Yeah, for sure. I mean, there's, there's, there's two sides to this thing. Like, us media guys, and I'm, as much as anyone out there, been trying to get guys to talk about it and reflect on it and help me write copy on it and I'm as as frustrated some days as anyone, but guys go, ah, we don't really talk about it. And I think to myself, ah, BS, you do too. (laughs) You know, but but Matthews, the old football coach, I never got on very great with him, but Mm -hmm. I remember he said one time, uh, somebody said, gee, do you think that some player is going to have a better game or play harder because the team that were playing on the weekend was his old team, or they just traded him or something like that. And Matthew said, you know what? He said, if you're asking me if that guy's going to play better against Montreal, then what does that mean? Does he play not as hard the rest of the time? Like, are you telling me that the Oilers have to play extra hard tonight? Don't they play – wouldn't we expect them to play extra hard in any game? Are they trying harder in this game than they tried last game or next game? I mean – they want to win, but they always want to win, you know. Are they more attentive tonight, Jay? they they really got something to focus on and play for. I'll give you all that. But, like, are they playing harder today than they played in the playoffs last year in Vegas when they didn't win as many games? I don't think so, I think. You know, part of this is fate. They play hard every night, and it keeps turning into Ws. At some point, it'll be an L. <laughs> Let's hope it's not till a few games from now when they got this record in their pocket.
2: We were asked a question earlier. Vincent DeHarnay has uh, has taken big strides since coming up from Bakersfield. Worked his way up from the East Coast League. Came and Stuart Skinner actually, you know, that's where, where their handshake began. Their post-handshake celebration in the East Coast League yeah. together. And yeah. you know, Vincent DeHarnay spec hasn't been talked about a ton. He's a pending UFA, and we were asked, you know, like, like a two-year deal usually be something I would look at for a guy like this, right? When, when you consider you know how much NXL experience he has, but he's the rarity because. He's also a, a UFA. Most of the other guys sign two year deals because they're RFAs, right? And they have right. limited experience, but he's a UFA. And when you when you consider what Eric Gabranson got a few years ago, I can see the temptation why DeHarnay's like, well, I'm just curious to see what a team would offer. Like, he's kind of a unicorn. There's not many six foot seven right shot defensemen in the NHL who are continuing to improve.
3: Yep. Yep. I mean, it's, you know what? Age probably considered him. I don't even know who his age is. So there you go. Do you uh no not off the top of my head yeah there so we're supposed to know that stuff <laughs> and with the RNA we don't um, an agent that probably can him a little you know almost a just another guy is looking at his summer going hey wait a second here there might be a nice contract here you know listen this he's not gonna be a five million dollar player or anything like no. let's let's get something straight here but you know what he's the orders have grown this player he's I can't see why, given a fair salary from the Oilers and a competitive salary, I can't see why he'd go elsewhere. He's finally found a foot on a team, and, and, you know, it's a good team and all that. So there's a deal here. But, yeah, you're right, man. Like, this is a guy that no one ever thought you'd really be spending any money on. Now you're thinking, geez, I don't know, what's he cost for three years? Is he a, you know, is he a three-year... Eight million dollar player? What is he? I don't. I haven't done my research on it, but I'll tell you what: he's worth a heck of a lot more today than he was back in November.
2: Philip Le Cavalier is his agent, spec.
3: Okay. So, uh, so there. I you don't go. know the man. Do you?
2: I've never met Philip. No,
3: I have not. So, but uh, better find his number. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'd have to. So uh, you know, yeah. good. Uh, you know, good. Good for him. I just, you know, I, I think De Harnay is somebody who. Who I still see a lot of growth in his game. I, I I don't think he's hit a peak at all yet.
3: And and you know, he, he said to me at the start of the year in training camp, he said, Every team I've ever joined, I've been like the ninth defenseman and I gotta work my way in. And this year we were all, at least me and most people, were handing Broberg that job ahead of him. Right? Which he won over Broberg. And now he's not, you know, I've said this before, he all season long for me he's been you know, is he a sixth defenseman on a good team, or is he a, maybe a seventh defenseman on a good team? Now I'm watching him play. He's a sixth defenseman on a good team. He can play on this team all the way to the end if he stays healthy. Now, they got to add. The orders need another defenseman because their seventh guy is Broberg, and I think you need more. You need Broberg would be your eighth guy. But, you know, if you bring in a guy and you kick Darnie up in the press box. Oh, I don't see that happening. No, you may be. Breaking up some chemistry that that should get broken up here.
2: No, I, I I don't I don't see them bringing in someone to move somebody. If if they bring in somebody, I think they're shipping somebody out in the trade is, is how they do it. And I'm not sold that that's going to happen. I like it's not only five on five. DeHarnay has become a very good penalty killer. There's no yes, question yes. about it. So no, I don't I don't yeah, but I don't see them changing there.
3: You need a seventh defenseman
2: veteran. You need like a Zach Bogosian in case somebody gets hurt. Yeah,
3: that's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's exactly what you need. You need a guy. Not in case, because someone's going to get hurt. No. Come playoff hockey, defensemen go down. I need an NHL defenseman to put in there ahead of Broberg. So can that guy come here and just sit around and wait for an injury and not play much, I guess? If you can find the right guy, Jay, maybe that's your guy.
2: No, for sure.
3: Speck, enjoy the game tonight. Any fun prediction? Any fun prediction? I, I, The one streak of all these streaks that has amazed me the most, Jay, is the 14 straight yeah. games allowed two or less. That, mm-hmm. That's the most out-of-character, hardest-to-keep-going streak. Brownie's point that it's going to be a little looser, that could be this is a loose building. The goals when the owners play here, there's goals happening, man. So, you know what, what did he say, 5-4? I'll give you 4-3 Edmonton with a with a late, exciting goal, two minutes to play. How about that? Mm,
2: all right. Spec. enjoy the game tonight. <laughs> enjoy the game.
3: All right,
2: man. Take care. Uh, It's Mark Spector. Spec Report brought to you by GS Construction. Uh, We'll come back. Uh, Derek Van Deest will uh, join us. Also, Kuzmenko. First game, first goal for the Calgary Flames. Dare to dream, Flame fans. Dare to dream. Come back. Gregor Show presented by PlayAlberta.ca. 529. We've got a half an hour to go in our uh, auction item today, courtesy of uh, Blind Man Brewing. Where uh, you'll have a very unique opportunity, something you can't get. You got to, you can't just go out there and buy this. Uh, you and three of your friends will have an opportunity. Uh, you get to be brewmasters with the help of Blind Man Brewing. You're going to go down to their brewery. Three of you have lunch and some beverages, and you're going to get to make your own beer. You even get to pick the name of it. Oh, well, uh, what do we? We had uh, Hans in earlier, saying uh, maybe the uh, Wind Street Ale. Potentially, come up with what you like. We had a few, the the Brownlee uh, Brown. Oof, not bad. Not bad at all. So you'll get to choose that. Uh, then, you know, they got to brew it, make it, everything like that. When it's ready, uh, one keg is going to be delivered to your house. You're going to have a keg party of your own. There's 100 uh, there's hundred pints of that. It's quite the fun party. And don't worry, you'll get all the stuff to make sure you can uh, use the keg properly. Uh, also, uh, there'll be another keg shipped to Beer Revolution, where you will get $250 uh, GC, to, uh, and your beer's going to be on tap. You can take pictures. You can show it off. Hey, the beer we made is on tap for people to try. And uh, currently Ryan has it at $1,500. All the money will be going to uh, Boyle Street Community Center. So you can help out uh, uh, the downtown Boyle Street community and uh, enjoy some beer. The whole process, beer making, beer drinking, beer tasting. It's perfect. From, uh, did you know, the brewery that was voted best brewery in Canada the winner of the 2023 fine man brewery i like it so 833-401-1440 is the uh is the text line or the number to call if you want to make a bid let's get to the oil report now brought to you by volvo cars edmonton they just won their 13th excellence award in overall sales and customer service so great vehicles even better service volvo cars edmonton .com as a uh, Derek Van Deest. Joins us. Uh, hey, never met a pint you didn't like. DVD. How you doing? Good. How are you? Hey, I'm uh I'm excellent. So uh I see uh I see in, you're in Vegas, of course, uh the uh, behind you. And yep. you, you've been there. It's tough uh it's a tough trip for you. You go to the All-Star game and uh, weekend and then you got to go directly to Vegas for a few extra days. Uh, how you holding out?
4: I'm doing okay. I'm you know <laughs> <laughs> Last night was pretty fun. We uh, we have a bunch of media guys here. It feels like an old old time trip when you have like five, six, seven, eight media guys here. Like it's it feels like back in the day when there was a bunch of us here, and you know it was good. You're out traveling. Like nowadays, not a lot. We don't travel as much anymore. So there's not a lot of guys here. If you go to dinner, you usually go to dinner by yourself, or if you go out, uh, you know, to to watch a game somewhere and have a pint here by yourself. But but last night we had a, we had a bunch of guys here. There's a couple of TSN guys here for the super bowl. So they joined us, uh, you know, foreign is here and Dave Naylor's here for TSN for the super bowl. So they kind of joined us. We found a place to go watch the hockey games last night. So it was a, it was an interesting night. It felt it had an old school feel to it. Uh, the fact that there's more than one beat reporter traveling, uh, to see this game.
2: Well, well, it's, it's a big game. It's a, you know, a record tying game potentially if the orders can get the win, uh, over Vegas, and I, I, don't, I don't see any reason why not. Like, you look at all the lines, they have the orders of the favor. Why wouldn't they? They've won 16 in a row. And it's it's how they're winning the games, DVD. Uh, you know, Speck and I were just talking about it, the fact that it's 14 mm-hmm. games in a row, but only allowing two goals or less. Now, you know, that that streak might be hard to to maintain, just considering a nine-day break. And, you know, maybe there'll be a little bit of looseness or rusty uh, in their game. We'll have to see. But we really haven't seen much signs of that. Like, since Knoblock and Coffee took over, the The progression positively in their defensive zone coverage, limiting chances off the rush, protecting the middle of the ice. It's become very apparent. Like there's games where they now there's been some games where Stuart Skinner had us play great, no question. But the majority of the games, their goaltender isn't sitting there in a shooting gallery, and it's it's obviously paying off huge for them.
4: Yeah, it is, and they they have you know settled down defensively. They they are playing better. Uh, I think it just starts from the top. I think Matthias Eckholm Getting healthy, he missed all of training camp. Uh, get him getting back to to what the kind of player he is, and then everyone kind of just slotted in where they were supposed to. DSL went getting back, helped out Evan Bouchard, which in turn helped out you know Brett Kulak and Cece are playing where they're supposed to be. The Darnell Nurse didn't have to try and do too much. You know, I think he maybe he's trying to take on a little bit too much. And then you guys were talking about Darren A on how well he's playing. All of a sudden, suddenly you're thinking, well, okay, he's he's a legit NHL defenseman. Uh, this is a you know a kid that last year you weren't sure if he was gonna be a kind of one of those tweeners who's successful in the HL, but can he make the jump to the NHL? So I think that it started there. So once he got healthy or once he got back to playing the way he, he was expected to play, because you missed all the training camp and he didn't he didn't do anything in training camp, didn't have any games. So it took him a while to get going. I think that really kind of settled everything in. And then Stuart Skinner started playing lights out. I think once they made that decision that they're gonna say, listen, Jack Campbell, you could go to your go to the American Hockey League, find your game. When you're ready we'll bring you back uh and i think they said to stewart saying, okay you're our guy you're a guy you're going to take this over you're going to be the starter there's no question no doubt you don't have to look over your shoulder uh you're a guy and he kind of really took that ball and ran with it so i think yeah that that i think that really helped out uh, defensively with the edmonton oilers and i think this break jason i think this break came at an absolute perfect time because i thought they were they're were running on fumes a little bit towards that streak and i think if they had to kept going. Uh, eventually would have caught up to them but to be able to take nine days off rejuvenate go wherever they had to go come back and then you come back to this building where they're still you know they still upset about what happened in game five last year in this building they and and they're looking to pick that scab and they're trying to you know do right the wrongs i guess that they they felt what, what happened here last year in
2: the playoffs yeah well i think it's safe to say they kind of had that game in control and then kind of blew it themselves there's not much question uh about that and yeah um you know so that that adds to it for sure uh they they seem like they're a more mature consistent group in in how they play we we definitely haven't seen their panic level uh, uh very often uh you know overflow like, like it would in the past, and all of a sudden there'd just be another self destructive play after another self destructive play, and then it ends up two, three goals in the back of their net and in a short period of time, and you're thinking, Oh, here we go again. Well, uh that's not uh that's not really the case with uh with um, with the orders this year. And I, I think that's that's impressive. You know, there's there's obviously some areas, like there's some individuals, you know. Obviously that like connor Brown doesn't have a goal. Uh, Matias, Yamak doesn't have a goal in 24 games, right? So there are some guys that I think they would like to, to to get off the Schneid uh, a little bit, but Knobloch going back to the two lines, I think makes sense to me. You know, he loaded up Dreisler McDavid for two games, and they got combined for 13 points. And so it probably gets them feeling a little bit good about their games again. And, And now you put them back on their separate lines. And I look at that Vegas lineup tonight, and obviously it's still formidable, but without Jack Eichel and without Shea Theodore, like this is a game where Edmonton has a clear advantage, and they got to take advantage of it.
4: Oh yeah, for sure. You know, and then you got uh, William Carlson's coming back, so he's been twelve games, so he hasn't played in in over over a month. I think I think he got hurt at the Winter Classic. Yep. So you got a guy that you know he's coming back. His first game back, so he's not going to be at one hundred percent. So yeah, for sure, uh, this is a team. The owners are healthy going in here, playing great. Uh, they're really rolling, and they're and they're getting a team that they, the biggest. We were at their practice yesterday. We talked. We talked to, to, to their head coach Bruce Cassidy about this, and it, he just said that we were tra- they were treading water for a little bit, waiting for some of these guys to get back from injury. And they're playing a little better now, but they're still not there. They're still trying to get some of these guys back. They're still trying to find their game. Uh, Aiden Hill just returned recently. He, I think he's played two or three games. He's been back. So yeah, the, this is a, the, if, this is an opportunity to make history, and it's just it's been. It's right there. It's right there for the taking. It's on the platter. They got the break. They're coming back. They're all healthy, and they're playing a team that's just trying to find its its way again in a building that they wanted to. uh, They in a building that they they lost a big game in last year, and it's probably gonna be packed with oiler fans tonight. Walking around Vegas today everyone seems to be wearing an oiler jersey i bet you half that arena will be older fans tonight
2: yeah well uh order fans travel well uh they mix in some uh, vegas time so why not uh, i can understand why they do it i do want to get your thoughts uh being at the at the all-star game dvd and you know the skills competition i, I thought was was vastly improved for, from previous years um what did you make of the whole weekend it's probably not something we're going to see for at least probably 3 years now because the next two with the uh, the four nations and then the, the olympics it's most likely we won't be uh, there won't be an all-star weekend uh for a few years but what what did you make of this and what takeaways do you have and what do you think they might tweak to improve when it comes back in 27
4: Yeah you know what? it was my first all-star game and I I enjoyed it I enjoyed being there I enjoyed having access to all these players and all these coaches I think like, you know, they're all in one place and you can ask them you know their opinions on different things. I really enjoyed that. I think the players are trying to you know, keep it from getting too stale. I think you do have to change things up every now and then. I think you have to make things different. I, I do like the three on three format. Uh, I, I think that's exciting, though, the, the two games there. Um, I, to me, the only issue I had with the skills competition, it just took too long. Like it okay. ran over three hours. Like I think that they got to tighten that up a little bit uh, because that's just a little too long. And there's a couple of, of instances where the players weren't 100% sure. How the skills work, and they had to try them out. So um, I think they are tweaking it; they are getting it better. They just got to tighten it up. It can't be three over three hours long. Um, I like the All Star format. I think they're doing a, a good job. But it's just this it's a showcase event for the league. It, it gives them a, an opportunity to kind of bring in their sponsors and say, "Hey, thanks for your sponsorship." Uh, you know, it's, it's one of those those events. It's it, it's it's a, it's a corporate event as much as it is on the ice. It's a it's a big corporate event as well. Uh, but you know, they're trying. They're, they're at least they're trying to make it more interesting, make it more appealing to fans. Uh, they're not just putting out the same stale product over and over and over again, and, and they're tweaking it as as they, they're trying to make it entertaining. And they're getting input from the players, and it's and, and the players are saying, okay, let's try this, let's try this, let's try this, see how things work. It's trial and error. So uh, I really enjoyed it, and but there's there's plenty of room to grow there.
2: Yeah, it was, you know what, I think for the most part, people are are going to like it. There's there's lots of the stuff that isn't shown on TV that's like outside of the arena, right? That there's lots of fanfare, yeah. fan fest and and different things like that, that, that a lot of people talked about that, that, that they quite like. So, you know, I, I think, yeah. you know, there's certain markets that are going to do a better job of hosting, right? Like luckily the weather wasn't bad, so that helps in Toronto, but, you know, I get why in, in some of the you know the warmer markets it's easier to do because of the the stuff off of the ice and and that's arguably yeah. just as important for the NHL.
4: Yeah it is and then that fan fest was unbelievable. They had it at the uh at the convention center right next to the arena there. I I got a chance to go through it and you know the stuff that they had the interactive stuff and and all the, it was it was great uh it was it was fantastic the pavilions it was great uh the hockey hall of fame I actually swung by the hockey hall of fame I hadn't seen it before was my first kind of trip to the hockey all-fame i thought that was great so yeah it worked out really well uh they do a good job they put on these shows uh, you know and i think overall it was a fantastic replay and the players enjoy themselves the players had fun they were able to bring their families they were able to spend some time with their families so as long as the players enjoy it if they enjoy it, keep coming then it's not going to be an issue
2: dvd what's happening tonight are we seeing history tied or will vegas end the streak
4: uh, I think we're going to see history tied. I really do. I think the Oilers—they're just—they're just so amped up for this hockey game. And I think w- when you have a chance to make history, uh, I think you're more amped up than you when you have a chance to deny someone from making history. I think the the, the Vegas Gold Lines. Yes, we'd like to win this game. We got to keep Edmonton behind us. We can't let them come up. They have five games at hand, so that's what Vegas is thinking. Like we get these guys are charging on us while Edmonton's thinking, let's keep this train going, let's keep mm-hmm. this ball rolling. And, let's, and, and I think a lot of people, Jason, are saying, hey, your your streak is impressive, 16 in a row. But you haven't beat Vegas. You haven't yeah. beat Colorado. You haven't beat Boston. You haven't beat Winnipeg. So, you know, and I think this is an opportunity to say, oh, yeah? Okay, watch. Let us beat Vegas. You can only beat the teams that 100%. are in front of you that they present to you, mm-hmm. right? So, but this is a good opportunity for them to say, okay, let's do it. Let's beat Vegas and cut out all that talk about all these other guys saying that we haven't beat a top team during this
2: streak yeah well the funny thing is edmonton actually still during the uh, the streak has uh you know since in their last 27 games has the best winning percentage against top 10 teams in the nhl so they've uh you can only yeah. you're right you can only uh beat the teams when you have to beat them and they've done that enjoy the game dvd we will uh chat with you next tuesday Sounds good. Thanks for having me on. That's uh, Derek Van Dies from NHL.com, covering the orders, Jets, Flames, and the Vancouver Canucks. Uh, of course, tonight, the big focus uh, in Vegas is the orders try to chase history and tie the 1993 Pittsburgh Penguins. Alex, with a late bid, he's up to 1600 on our Blind Man Brewing Package. 833-401-1440. We'll get to that. We'll go uh, uh, get you the uh, lineup report and more when we return to The Gregor Show, presented by PlayAlberta.ca. 5.47. We're up to uh, $1,800 now on the Blind Man uh, Brewing package. Uh, Alex and Ryan, a little battle back and forth. We like it, of course, helping out the Boyle Street community today. And uh, if you like beer, the opportunity to become a brewmaster yourself with uh, Blind Man Brewing. And then, of course, your own keg of beer. You'll have one delivered to your house, have a little keg party. You have the other one delivered to uh, Beer Revolution, and then you'll get a $250 GC there and you go celebrate uh, your beverage on tap. Have a lot of fun. Be great. So up to uh, eighteen hundred right now. Eight three three four one fourteen forty. And by the way, Alex Ryan, answer your phone. If the con man calls you, it'll be coming from a private number because that's how he rolls. He's a big deal. He's got a private number. So just don't don't block it out. It'll be the con man calling here in the next few minutes. We always like everybody to uh, get a last chance to uh, to bid in uh, real time, so they don't miss out. Now let's get to the lineup report brought to you by Sherwood. Power Sports and Marine, the exclusive spot in Sherwood Park for all things Yamaha, including Yamaha Boats. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how
0: good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you
2: in your weight loss journey.
1: you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host.
2: Dirt bikes, ATVs, side-by-side motorcycles, and boat motors. They have it all. Exclusive Yamaha dealer, insured park, insured park, power sports, and marine. And the uh, the Edmonton orders, hey, go with what got you there. Stuart Skinner starting in goal. Nercisi, Ekholm Bouchard, Kulak Deharnay will stay together as they have. Up front, McDavid, Hyman, Nugent Hopkins reunited after a two-game hiatus. Try settle with Kane and Fogel, McLeod centering Holloway and Corey Perry will get into his uh, second game with the uh, Edmonton Orders. Also, you will have Matthias Janmark, who uh, usually scores against his team. Just uh, Just a note for you tonight. Keep that in mind. Uh, he'll have Derek Ryan at center and Connor Brown on the right side. Uh, meanwhile, Aiden Hill is back in goal for the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, he returned with two games before the uh, the break and played quite well, posting a 9.50 save percentage, which is the exact same save percentage Stuart Skinner has over his last 12 games, which, of course, are all victories and uh, pretty stellar goals against average as well. For, uh, for Stu Skinner in that time, being uh, excellent defensively him and the Edmonton Orders. Uh, Vegas will have up front, uh, Nicholas uh, Roy will center Jonathan Marcheseau and Ivan Barbashev. Chandler Stevenson between Stone and Cotter. William Carlson's back in the lineup tonight. He will center uh, Michael Amadeo and uh, Jonas Ronberg. And it sounds like that line might get the McDavid matchup to start. I'm sorry, but I think that's an advantage for the Edmonton Orders. Uh, Brett Howden centering uh, Keegan Colazar and uh, Brendan Brisson on the uh, back end. Uh, Martinez and Patrangelo, McNabb and uh, Korzak and Nick Haig and Zach Whitecloud. So uh solid decor in Vegas, but uh, no Shea Theodore, no Jack Eichel, and uh, no William Carrier for the Vegas Golden Knights. Also, uh, Ben Hutton is uh, also on IR, so four guys uh, banged up for them. The uh, Oilers and uh, Vegas, of course, had an exciting 5-4 victory for Edmonton earlier this season. The Oilers blew a two-goal lead in that one, but uh, managed to win in overtime. Uh, Stuart Skinner picking up the victory. The Oilers in their 16-game unbeaten streak. In that time, Vegas is 8-8-1. and So, uh, Oilers uh, just in the 16-game heater have uh, made up quite a bit of ground. 32 points to 17. They've gained 15 points on Vegas since December 21st. They're still five back, but they have five games in hand. You win tonight if you're the orders. Now you're three back, five games in hand, and put themselves in a really good position to uh, to potentially uh, finish in second place in the Pacific Division, which is uh, obviously uh, what they want. So uh, that is uh, that is very key. Very key. So... We'll see how that goes. Also, for the uh, the lineup, uh, Sam Godney is the only healthy scratch. Uh, the orders are still only running with a 21-man roster. And if you have no injuries on the blue line tonight, you can keep Phil Kemp in the minors right through the weekend. Right? Because they play in Anaheim and then they play in L.A. If there's an injury in Anaheim, Bakersfield is right there it's not hard. So um that would be uh that'd be a big advantage for Edmonton cuz uh every every day they're they're accruing cap space by not having the uh, the 22nd man on the roster. So that's the uh that's the key for the Edmonton owners as they uh, try to build. Now, um do i think that they would uh, maybe recall Phil Kemp uh for the road trip after the one home game against Detroit or maybe just have Phil Kemp join them on the uh, on the ride home? That's very possible just because to uh um, to risk it and have to fly a guy across the country. I don't think that's uh that's what they want to do. Right. So they're, they're, they're kind of on a seven game road trip in a sense, because they play seven games in seven different cities, right? It's Vegas tonight, Anaheim Friday, LA on sa- Saturday. Then they've got uh, two days off. Then they have Detroit at home on Tuesday. Then they're back out on the road. They play uh, in St. Louis on the Thursday, uh, Saturday an afternoon game in Dallas. And then, uh, Family Day Monday happens to be an afternoon game in Arizona. And then they're back home against Boston. So its uh, I could see them bringing someone on that uh, road trip and someone probably uh, Phil Kemp potentially. Maybe they'll bring someone else up this time. We'll see. Have yourselves a wonderful night. Con's is still working the phones, uh, so we'll uh, we'll get the uh, final. Do we have a winner, Con's? Are we still. Oh, I see him uh, working the phones, so uh, we'll try to get the uh, that sorted out on who is uh, going to be the winner. Ryan and Alex back and forth. Maybe a a, a little sign of what will happen tonight between Vegas and the uh, Edmonton Oilers. Uh, let's get to the con man and a sports fourteen forty update brought to you by. Douglas Mattress named Canada's best mattress on Canadian living, loved by more than two hundred thousand Canadians, over ten thousand five star reviews. I've used one, it is great. Highly recommend it. You can get yours. Go to Douglas.ca slash orders nation. Here's Connor Halley. This is a sports fourteen
1: forty update.
5: It's game day. The Edmonton Oilers in action down in Vegas taking on the Golden Knights. Puck drop coming up just after 8 o'clock for pregame coverage. Tune in to pregame on the boards. You can watch that on Oilers Nation's YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter channels starting at 7 o'clock. Already underway. we got a bunch of games in the first intermission. Flames lead the Bruins 2-0 The Stars up on the Sabres 1-0. Flyers trail the Panthers 1-0 and the Penguins lead the Jets 1-0. Montreal beating up on the Capitals 3-0 after 20. The Hurricanes and Canucks tied at 1 apiece. And midway through the first, Devils and Avalanche also tied at 1. In the Association, the Rockets up on the Pacers 65-61 to and the Mavs Nets tied at 24 apiece. Later tonight, the Bulls host the Timberwolves Thunder in Utah and the Suns taking on the Bucks in the WHL. The Oil Kings are in Moose Jaw just underway, scoreless with about 17 minutes left in the first period. Later tonight, Medicine Hat takes on Regina, Lethbridge Saskatoon in Saskatoon and Swift Current host Red Deer it was hockey hooky today down in Calgary or in the BCHL. My apologies, it was Brooks knocking off Okotoks 5-4. to four. And in the AJ, you got Calgary and Jim Heller meeting at 7 o'clock down in Calgary. Some news from the CFL today. The Edmonton Elks signing Grey Cup champion kicker Boris Beattie to a two-year contract after he spent the last three years with the Toronto Argonauts. Elsewhere, Canadian running back Brady Olivier signing with the Winnipeg Blue Bombers once again on a two-year contract. Offensive tackle Jamarcus Hardrick is set to sign a two-year deal with the Saskatchewan Rough riders. The Riders also looking to bring in free agent running back A.J. Willette, and the B.C. Lions have reached an agreement with free agent running back William Stanbeck. That'll do it for us here on the Jason Greger Show. We've got Fox Sports Radio coming up at 9 o'clock tonight, and then Carius and Douglas return tomorrow morning, 7 a.m., with co-host David Schlemko. I'm Connor Halley. This has been a Sports 1440 Update.